E-Tidings Cosmos, Good Morning 21st Century World of Worlds, this is Radio Richard Ireland, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Thormila Falcher Rothensha, I am your host, Richard McSweeney. Hear this listener, give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath there are words. Saw a sign which read, See in store for details. I guess you could apply the same thing to thoughts and ideas. See in minds for details. And the sage in the digital age speaks of the philosopher of old, saying, Of a pre-dawn, a shepherd, he heard tell, lost his sense of direction, and could only find himself again by momentarily closing his eyes. He let himself, with attentive senses, be instructed by the given nature. This was his way of joyfully letting good reason uphold and carry him. Fragrant is the way of the natural way. How wondrous it is to live in the midst of goodness. In goodness did he place all his trust. He used to say, I am the measure of my own blessings. Of even the smallest of spiders, he would say, His thread is for him a wondrous fashion and a mighty in strength. On the outskirts of a wood, and of a midday, he observed a man playfully, yet anxiously running about the place, and who would every now and then, would sideways look at a stick on the ground, and would picking it up with his mouth, he would then quickly go climb up a nearby ancient oak. With climbing up some twenty to twenty-five feet, he would then crawl out along a great branch, and lay the stick on top of some more sticks bunched there. He did this four more times before he went and inquired of him why he was doing this kind of thing, and the answer he received was, In the dawn of this day I woke up with the feeling and knew myself not to be myself, but rather to be a crow. And as the day progressed I began to feel the urge to gather up sticks and to build for myself a nest there in that tree. And with a smile, and without any further word, he came away from out of his presence to let him complete the task that he had set himself. Now, later in the pre-eve of that day, and with passing back that same way, he observed that the man had completed his nest-building, and was now contentedly, uprightly sitting in it. He was musingly gazing his thoughts out across over the surrounding countryside, and with a smile he left him to be there above the ground with his thoughts, be they on being a human being, on being a bird, or being in one both. In today's broadcast I'll be reading from Prince Hamlet, The Republic, and the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. This is a reading in continuity from Prince Hamlet. 
Now might I do it, Pat. Now he is praying, and now I'll do it. And so he goes to heaven, and so I am revenged. That would be scanned. A villain kills my father, and for that I, his sole son, do this same villain send to heaven. All this is hire and salary, not, not revenge. He took my father, grossly, full of bread, with all his crimes broad blown, as flesh as may, and now he's all it stands, who knows, save heaven. But in our circumstances and course of thought, tis heavy with him, and am I then revenged to take him in the purging of his soul, when he is fit and seasoned for his passage? No, upsword, and know thou a more horrid hent, when he is drunk asleep, or in his rage, or in the incestuous pleasure of his bed, at gaming, swearing, or about some act that has no relish of salvation in it. Then trip him, that his heels may kick at heaven, and that his soul may be as damned and black as hell whereto it goes. My mother stays, tis psychic but prolongs thy sickly days. My words fly up, my thoughts remain below. Words without thoughts never to heaven go. He will come straight. Look, you lay home to him. Tell him his pranks have been too broad to bear with, and that your grace had screened and stood between much heat in him. I'll sconce me even here. I pray you, be round with him. Mother. 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 I'll warrant you, fear me not, withdraw, I hear him coming. Now, mother, what's the matter? Hamlet, thou hast thy father much offended. Mother, you have my father much offended. Come, come, you answer with an idle tongue. Go, go, you question with a wicked tongue. Why, how now, Hamlet? What's the matter now? Have you forgot me? No, by the road, not so. You are the queen. Your husband's brother's wife, and would it were not so, you are my mother. Nay, then, I'll set those to you that can speak. Come, come, and sit you down. You shall not budge. You go not until I set you up a glass, where you may see the inmost part of you. What wilt thou do? Thou wilt not murder me? Help! Oh, help! What help? Help, help, help! How now, a rat! Dead for a duck cat. Dead. Oh, I am slain. Oh, me, what hast thou done? Nay, I, I know not. Is it the king? Oh, what a rash and bloody deed is this. A bloody deed, almost as bad, good mother, as kill a king and marry his brother. As kill a king? Aye, lady, twas my word. A reading from Plato's The Republic. And now I said, every art has an interest, uh, certainly, for which the art has to consider and provide. Yes, that is the aim of art. And the interest of any art is the perfection of it, this and nothing else. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, what I may illustrate negatively by the example of the body. Suppose you were to ask me whether the body is self-sufficing or has wants, I should reply, certainly the body has wants, for the body may be ill and require to be cured, and has therefore interest 
to which the art of medicine ministers. And this is the origin and intention of medicine, as you will acknowledge. Am I not right? Uh, quite right, he replied. But is the art of medicine, or any other art faculty, or deficient in any quality in the same way that the eye may be deficient in sight, or the ear fail of hearing, and therefore requires another art to provide for the interests of seeing and hearing? Has art in itself, I say, any similar liability to fault or defect, and does every art require another supplementary art to provide for its interests, and that another, and another without end? Or have the arts to look only after their own interests? Or have they no need either of themselves or of another? Having no faults or defects, they have no need to correct them, either by the exercise of their own art or of any other. They have only to consider the interest of their subject matter. For every art remains pure and faultless while remaining true, that is to say, while perfect and unimpaired. Take the words in your precise sense and tell me whether I am not right. Yes, clearly. Then medicine does not consider the interest of medicine, but the interest of the body? True, he said. Nor does the art of horsemanship consider the interest of the art of horsemanship, but the interest of the horse? Neither do any other arts care for themselves, for they have no needs. They, they care only for that which is the subject of their art? True, he said. But surely, Trachimachus, the arts are the superiors and rulers of their own subjects. To this he ascended with a good deal of reluctance. And then I said, No science or art considers or enjoins the interests of the stronger or superior, but only the interests of the subject and weaker? He made an attempt to contest this proposition also, but finally acquiesced. This is an interpretation, after my own fashioning, of some lines from the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. Nor three star visitor spoke to me, saying, Humaculative era, what stories, what anecdotes, what insights do you bring to this new dawn? A princess of the Antrim Landry who had from her childhood a great desire to know everything that could be possibly known, once put this question to her mother the Queen, saying, Mother, your Majesty, can you cast some light for me on the known to be but ever remaining unseen? My precious daughter and princess, oh, what you have made requested of me is not easy to give a direct answer, and as such, can it only be approached by roundabout words? I can put it this way for you, my brightness, by saying that the known to be, but ever remaining unseen, is formless. I may talk to you of it, as I now am, but it can't be received by you, for it can't be transmitted. Yet you will come to know it, and perhaps already do you know it without realizing it. By way of your senses, you can't sense it, yet you can. And the princess inquired as to how this can be. And the queen, her mother, answered, saying, You can't see it with your eyes, you can't hear it with your ears, can't scent it with your nose, can't taste it with your tongue. 
can't feel it with your skin, can't think it or even imagine it with your brain, or sensualize it with your river glow. Yet somehow, with all these, you can it get to know. Therein is the mystery of it. And seeing that there is no be Noah before the existence of all things, nor no one after the existence of all things, it is as all things are, including you and me, ever and everywhere existent, there being nowhere where it doesn't exist. And the princess courteously took her leave to go stroll on her own in the palace garden, to delightfully reflect upon the profound words spoken to her by her mother, the queen. In a dawn reverie of this new day, meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say, did lovingly relay way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when with living in your own realm and time, ever will you be teaching your hand to pen words of edification, joy and peace, so that your mind can reach to the worlds. All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings. And spare a thought, too, for peoples living in faraway places, in all different kinds of situations, often very difficult and not at all of their own making. You have been listening to an Irish philosopher of the natural kind, bringing radio to the Internet via Radio Richard Island, on the air globally for about 15 minutes, Monday to Friday, and occasionally on the weekends. The script format of today's broadcast will be available at a future date on AuthenticClosetDramaScripts.com. It is truly an honor to have your listening. May you be a blessing unto yourself by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Sloan, August Banach, Latt.